Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. tuning into the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock, and I appreciate you being here. Today, I'm going to ask you to stop pleasing everyone, or at least stop trying to please everyone. This is important. It is a waste of energy that could be better used elsewhere, and it is possibly stifling your gains or leading you on a terrible fitness path, at least maybe not the one that is most beneficial to you. So what are we talking about? I am especially talking about you not trying to please people that you don't even know or care about, re social media. But this extends to anyone really who isn't you trying to do this thing for them. It's not going to work. And let's focus this in, since we are not a therapist, I'm talking about individual fitness. If you are doing it for others, it won't be sustainable. If you are doing it for others, if you are doing it for anyone else, I do not think it will be sustainable. This doesn't mean you can't work out to look good. That is a perfectly valid goal. But if you are working out because you want someone else to find you attractive, it's not going to be sustainable. You can want to look a certain way. You can want a certain thing. You can maybe you want a six pack. Maybe you want to add weight, lose weight, change your shape, body recomposition. All of that is fine, perfectly reasonable, and extremely common. As long as you're doing it for yourself, it's fine. There's lots of good, healthy, strong, progressive ways to do it. If you're doing it for someone else, it's not going to work, and it's possibly poisonous. That kind of stuff can get in your head and really mess with how you see your own body. Body dysmorphia is extremely common with people in the fitness sphere. Your favorite influencer has definitely thought terrible things about themselves. The picture you think is amazing, that is your goal, may well be something they are incredibly unhappy with. They see nothing but flaws. That stuff is poisonous. And it's partly poisonous because they have let everyone else's opinion and everyone else's feedback distort what's actually happening and it's distorting why they're doing it why is it not sustainable it's not sustainable because it won't last day to day doing it for someone else is a short-term motivation and if that's what get gets you moving if you are essentially sedentary you haven't really been working out or you used to work out and you've really fallen off the train and something external motivates you that's fine we are not against that at all, but you need to find what your goal is, what your motivator is, the thing that you want to change for about regarding yourself, not so someone else is pleased by it because that won't last. This extends to interesting fads, aesthetic fads, especially this stuff. If you are around in fitness for long enough, you will see these things come and go where certain body parts or shapes or strange little characteristics that people latch onto are the new thing to have or not have. Certainly, the booty has been nearly exhausted. That's a fun sentence to say. But there was a time when everyone wanted a smaller butt. Can you imagine such a thing? 
I was there. It was the 80s. Everyone wanted a small butt, even the late 90s. Really, that was all the models, all the fashion, all the popular people, all of that. Now, bigger, healthier booties are back. I'm a fan because it means people are squatting, hip thrusting, getting strong, moving fast. They're able to jump, run, balance, etc. But it's going to go away again. This train always comes full circle. What is popular will become unpopular. What's out is in. I've heard terrible terms. The hip dips and the thigh gaps and all the other things, mostly around women, which is predictable but disgusting, but not entirely. You can certainly see if you track the in-shape movie star men through the ages, shapes are all over the place. And 70s in shape is extremely different from 2021 in shape. And one is a lot less achievable to the normal person than the other. Go look at Sean Connery with his shirt off in an older James Bond movie and know that that was an incredibly sexy person who was in awfully good shape. There's a reason that they shot it in a movie. So these fads go and come and go and come. If you are chasing someone else's idea of good and perfect, what happens in five years when that is considered ugly or not desirable or no longer the thing to do and some other place is now the cool desirable thing? This is an endless hamster wheel that you won't be able to get off of. If you are doing this for someone else, for other people, whether it's a person, a group, general internet point feedback, what if you do this? What if you chase this goal, achieve this goal, and you don't get that feedback? What if you do this thing and you put up your what that picture, that picture that you worked so hard for that you think you just look great, and four people like it and no one comments on it, is that going to bring you down? Is that the point? If the point is to get a picture or a video or whatever, where people comment a bunch on it, there are easier ways to do it. And as a goal, I think it's pretty weak and pretty flimsy and definitely something that won't last. Make sure you're not following someone else's star. If someone else's goal is to get a six pack or have a big back, have bulging biceps, have, change the way their butt looks, be faster, be stronger, deadlift 1,000 pounds, whatever the thing is, if you start chasing that because they're chasing it, your motivation is not going to last. Make sure it's a thing that motivates you. And this can get tricky. When you read about someone you admire in fitness or athletics or just in general, and the things they do, there's a natural temptation to go do those things. Oh, well, this person uses this supplement, so maybe I'll use that supplement. Oldest form of endorsement, right? This person's wearing these clothes. Well, I think they look good. I want to look good. I'll wear those clothes. I can maybe get some of that juice. That's all essentially fine. But if you lump all of your goals into this person or this groups or this platforms aesthetic, whether it's performance, actual how people look, whatever it is, and that is the thing you're chasing, independent of your own goals, it is likely going to fall apart. Recognize that other people's goals may not be your own. Having a goal that doesn't necessarily line up with what 
most of the people you admire say they're chasing is fine. You can still take things from them. You can still admire them. You can still emulate them in some ways. I have gotten an enormous amount of fitness education from bodybuilders, both natural and not so natural, really smart people, people with multiple degrees, whether we're talking about nutrition or training, recovery, hypertrophy, really intricate diet stuff. Some of these folks are incredibly smart and have a ton of experience. Their goal is to get as big as possible, put on physically as much muscle as possible, make it look a certain way, and then go through cycles where they get super, super lean and super, super dehydrated and feel terrible for a couple of days, get on stage, do a show in fake tan, get off. I'm not minimizing it. I'm not saying it's a bad goal. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It is not my goal. And I would say 90% of the people I work with, it's not their goal. However, I can still use a ton of the education I've gotten from these people to move the move folks who don't have those particular goals toward their goals. Broader training principles still apply. Broader nutritional principles still apply. Broader recovery principles still apply. We're just not going to go through a dehydration water cut protocol. But we're going to use 85% of what they're doing because these rep schemes allow for maximum efficiency and recovery. If you try to match somebody else, if you try to become someone else, if you're chasing a very particular number, especially if you're chasing a very particular aesthetic, and we get this a lot, it's totally common for someone in an intake to say, as we're sort of delving into their goals and talking about it, well, what I really want to do is I want to look like fill in the blank, fill in your favorite athlete, your favorite movie star, your fitness person, things like that. And that can be useful as a guidepost because, again, other people's goals may not be your own. Whatever you have in your brain as what a perfect in-shape person looks like is likely not what the person next to you has in their brain. People have very different ideas of this. And it blows my mind. I have had extremely similar clients, people who on paper read similar training history. They like the same kind of workouts. We'll be doing the same sort of schedule. They seem like they have the same kind of goals and they happen to bring up independently. This is not a thing I typically ask about, but independently they will bring up, well, if I'm being honest, I want to look like fill in the blank. And I'm thinking of two people right now who gave me such different answers. I had to go look both of these people up. It was a movie star in a particular movie and a fitness star doing a particular competition. These were the, I, I wish I looked like X when she was X. These both happened to be women. And you couldn't have had two different creatures. One was a tall, slim, sort of classic fashion model look, very toned, very athletic, but not muscular at all, really uh, flexible, very bendy, lots of mobility, a very particular look. The other person was a female bodybuilder who had started doing performance athletics also. So super jacked, super strong, really lean, had the abs, had the legs, everything. Both incredibly impressive physiques. Both take a huge amount of work. Both, I had to have the conversation, we can work to getting your full potential toward this goal, but it's really important that you recognize you aren't that person. 
you don't have their exact genetic profile you don't have their exact training history you don't have their exact diet we can work depending on how much you want to chase this thing we can start moving in that direction but it's really important for you to recognize we are going to try and make you the strongest leanest version you can be we want to develop your abs and your legs and see what we can do body recomposition wise I'm not going to try and make you look like X because that will always be a losing battle. If you know what you're working out for, if you know what your goals are, and they can be varied, you can have multiple goals. We've talked about this a lot in the past. That's going to simplify things and make things a lot clearer where you're going. Once you figure out where it is you want to go, it's significantly easier to plot the course. Lots of people don't have your goals. That's fine let them let everyone else have their goals if all of your friends want to work out x y and z they want to do the newest fad thing or they're in love with this kind of workout or this instructor at a place or this thing and that doesn't seem like the thing that's going to move you toward your goals i really encourage you to move toward your goals meet them afterwards y'all go do your own workout and meet up afterwards if it's a purely social thing then sure, if it works with your training, if you can recover from it, all of that stuff, make sure we're being efficient with your time. Then if you want to do that once a week with people, great. But if it is holding you back, if it's diverting you from moving toward your goals, there's a risk reward there. And I'm not telling you you necessarily have to do one or the other. That's not my place to do. But it is important that you measure it. Well, if I go do this 60 minute bike sprint workout, that may actually be a little detrimental to my bodybuilding goals. Well, if I go to this hardcore gym and deadlift for a day with my friends who want to deadlift today, I know that I have a high performance day the day after tomorrow that's going to involve a lot of flexion. And if my lower back is hurting and not feeling great, that workout is going to be pretty bad. So you just have to balance against what you have in the future, what you're doing, understand your goals. And this, by the way, this comes up for us as a business all the time. Like, we cannot please everyone. And truthfully, trying to please everyone is probably death. At least for any business that isn't gargantuan. Walmart can try and please everyone. And I'm happy to let them do it. We are not Walmart. And we're not going to try and compete with Walmart. A very smart person once said to me, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to nobody. If you are super general and super inclusive, and people fall into this all the time, fitness people are notorious for falling into this. If you go to a gym and they're like, oh yeah, we have people who are just getting off their couch for the first time and people who want to go to the CrossFit games. Both of these people do great in our programming. What, what are you talking about? No, they don't. Those are such completely different avatars. What you're saying doesn't make sense. Can they work out in the same building? Of course. Are they following the same program? Of course not. They just aren't. Those are radically different things, radically different schedules, radically different load capacity. It's not true. You can't do everybody and you shouldn't. And I hope that we are doing our little part here to not be super general. Super general is boring and super general makes it really hard to stand out. I think it's a good way to fail. 
So we get super specific and we are dialing at our niche every day in every podcast. I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back here. I'm trying to explain what it is we're crafting a little bit. And we're trying to get super specific with this empathetic, thoughtful, educated fitness that can mold to your individual needs, your individual schedule, your individual history, and move you in that direction. We can't help everybody, and we don't. We It is totally normal for us to get someone who schedules a consult, they fill out a form, we have a short conversation, and it's like, you know what? This isn't gonna work out. You're not a great fit here for a variety of reasons. We know it won't work. However, we will refer to you people who do what it is you're actually looking for. Whether or not you know that's what you're looking for, what we think you're looking for is this. We know you're not going to fit in it feel strong. That's not because we're not good at what you do. It's not because you're not cool enough or not ready or not advanced enough for us. It's just a bad fit. So we'll refer to you to someone else who's doing a different thing and doing that specifically, which is going to be most helpful to you. And maybe in the future, it would be a better fit and maybe it wouldn't. But it's important, we think, to be specific. It's another reason that we don't market our body. I stopped putting pictures of me with out a shirt on as a general thing up a couple of years ago. I still think I look pretty good without a shirt on, but that sort of marketing stopped having a lot of appeal to me, in part because I want to do this for another 20 years, and I'm not sure that whatever that age would be, Justin is going to really work out in those pictures, but it's a little bit short-sighted and it really sort of narrows what a goal can be. We have lots of people who are working on health, lots of people who are working on getting out of pain, lots of people who are working on pure performance, and all of those things don't necessarily come with a ripped back. In fact, that might be exactly the thing they don't want. And it's not being sneaky, but I think it's important to put forward what it is is important to you. I'm not saying there won't be any shirtless pictures ever in the future, but it's not the core of our marketing. We market results. We market independence. We market feelings. There's a reason it's called feel strong. I want you to feel better in your day. I want you to be capable. I do not care how much you can strict press overhead. I care that you feel strong when you do it. And it's not a participation medal. It's you reaching your full potential. We market independence. We don't market bodies. Last bit on pleasing everyone. I really think your health and well-being are super important. And I think trying to please everyone is going to be extremely detrimental to that. It's a huge suck on your mental energy if you're trying to please everyone, please other people, please a platform, please a group, please a bunch of other people sitting around in your gym. It's important that we balance your stress load. You're carrying around lots of stress from your day, your work, your family, your relationships. We are adding to that stress with exercise and fitness. You have to be able to recover from this. We do not need the added stress of wondering if so-and-so is going to like my picture or if so-and-so is going to mention how strong I got or how much weight I've lost or things like that. We harp on load versus capacity for a reason. Your capacity is X. We do not want to exceed your capacity with your load, that's when you get hurt. That's when you break. And mental breaks are real. Mental injury is for real as well as physical. We 
can't have you dragged down like that. It's going to be detrimental to everything else in your life, even outside of fitness, especially outside of fitness. Don't chase someone else's highlight reel. Understand that the things that you see, the things that people put up, and this is well-trod territory, but they're always people's highlight reel. With very few exceptions, it is the best people feel, it is their best performances, it is their best looks. People do not put up the medium grindy work that they failed. Too few people put up failing 75% because they weren't focused and they didn't sleep well, etc., etc. And I'm not saying you have to post that stuff because it's not going to do well on the platforms that social media hath created. That doesn't make it not valuable. It makes it not good for that platform. But that platform may not be good for you. Be the star of your own movie. Carve your goals out. Figure out a way to chase those. If you don't know what they are, if you don't know how to move towards them, that is what we do. Reach out, get in touch, email info at feelstrong.me, hit us up on Instagram, feelstrongfit. We're very responsive in the DMs, and we care. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts, that's super helpful. Tell people, share the podcast. You can hit that little share button and send it to unsuspecting friends. Just kind of podcast bomb them. We find that super helpful. We really appreciate people sharing this. The numbers are blowing my mind and I love you all for it. All right. I'm Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again and feel strong.